This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. As Sheffield Wednesday in the last week managed to double their massive point tally to two points by securing a one-all draw at home to Middlesbrough, we then went on to place the Swans at the weekend. Our away day in South Wales didn't go as planned and as the fan base has gone into absolute meltdown towards the manager, the players and of course the chairman. Is there light at the end of the tunnel? Can we see it starting to change? Assembled tonight is Ash, John and Simon and myself to try and draw out the positives. Lads... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is the bit of podcasting that people don't talk about the um the dark side uh we are eight games in still no wins um i'll tell you what let's uh we're, we're under the lights uh we had a a protest tennis ball protest planned let's talk about the only real positives that we've got from the last week uh simon did you uh did you did you catch that in those game i did I did, yes, yes. Game of two halves, wasn't it? Absolutely. Game of two halves. Uh, uh, we we were definitely uh, the better team in the first half, but it wasn't hard because Middlesbrough were awful, I thought, in the mm-hmm. first half. Um, but what it showed to me was uh, there, there were a couple of shining lights. I think uh, Paul Valentin was the one on, on, on the wing. Uh, he basically... Well, he ran his he's ran his legs into the ground because in the second half, I don't think he ran once did he in the second half. But um uh but what it showed was, which I keep saying and I've said in our group chat is this one up front isn't working. The uh, we, we were putting the ball into the box and, and 
it went over Fletcher and there was nobody behind him. We just lacked two strikers. I think if if we'd had two up front, I think we probably would have gone in half time two or three now up, and then the game's different, isn't it? Uh, but yeah. we didn't. And then second half, the manager showed, Borough manager showed the class that he probably showed last season when he turned Borough around and made into a decent team. He swapped it around, changed it around, and we didn't have an answer for it. And we were due, we we held on for a one-all draw against a team who was sat a point below us. Depressing, isn't it? I mean, that that's as that's as big as it gets when people start talking about six pointers, John. I mean, you know, like like Simon says, it was a it was a game of two halves. I mean, did you feel like something could change with Sheffield Wednesday in that first half? It, we did have a lot more positivity about us that first half. It seemed like we were. Um, I mean, let's be, let's be real though. There were two teams at the bottom two for a reason. You could see they were they were low they were low scoring teams with with um, you know struggling to to do much in the final third particularly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got us all goal scoring problems, and, and as we alluded to there, playing the one up front isn't really paying dividends for us, but. Um, Fair play first half. Um, even I know there's been some mention that people thought that the, the tennis balls disrupted as momentum, but I thought the momentum kind of came after that, to be fair. I don't really think it affected us um, at all, really. Um, and we were on top, but the trouble is, and what's going to be troubling us all season, is we we haven't got goals in the side, so we can't get that cushion, that 2-0 lead, that you know 3-0 to put the game away. And um, yeah, their, their team so had a much more effect than ours did. And second half, up to seventy-five minutes, at times it literally looked like a, a training match, attack v, v defense. And um, we were spending three minutes trying to win the ball back to give it away in three seconds, and it was just a hor- horrible watch. Um, I think they start to run out of steam a little bit towards after that point, and and then Cisco made substitutions and tactical switches to make sure we didn't lose the game and just try and get a point, which again, you mm-hmm. know, we, we needed a win being the home side and the impetus being on us and, and, and the position that we're in. But we just, you know, uh, cut us cloth and just took a point. So, you know, not not, not a great result um, and doesn't didn't really do either side a favour, did it, a point? So. Not particularly, not particularly. But then Middlesbrough managed to rectify that at the weekend. Ash, how's it going, pal? You all right? You having a lovely time? I, I, I know you're the... You know, you're the upbeat voice. I, I I want you to try and take us out of this slump. I want you to keep it upbeat. What did you reckon to the light show, pal? All right, yeah. Oh, I love a good light show, Dan. You know, <laughs> it's good, yeah. Um, um, like I said, Millsbury, yeah. Definitely a game of two halves. Um, chalk and cheese, all, all of those great uh, footballing uh, cliches. Um, but yeah, I think we look, did look bright in the first half, I've got to say. Uh, I know Windass mm-hmm. went off quite early, didn't he? With an injury. And Masaba came on and made a bit of a impact, didn't it? But at two, yeah. three minutes he was on and, and obviously got the a great goal, I've got to say. Felt felt um, lovely to him as well. He took it really well, didn't he? Yeah, 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 it was it was. And to say he's, he's not been really playing that much and obviously not got a sniff at goal much. It was good to see he's got that instinct of first time finish. Um it was good to see. Uh I mean the stats at the first half, I think we we ended up with fifty four percent possession, which yeah. Yeah, and then you're looking at it at 90 and we're finished up with 38.1. So that's mint, <laughs> isn't it? So I think that tells you, don't it, how the, uh, how the second half went. Um, yeah, a bright start. Yeah, first half, probably one of the better 
first halves we've had or, or half yeah. the football we've had. But like Simon yeah. said, I think Middlesbrough were awful. Absolute dog shit. Excuse my French. Said I weren't going to swear. I'll, I'll save it all up for later anyway. Um, but it, it just, yeah, it just showed you like bottom two teams for a right if you'd, if you'd have watched the way Middlesbrough played first half and the way that we played second half. So I think a, a point each is a fair reflection, but it's a massive missed opportunity. Massive. Yeah. I don't know what I, mean, it, I don't know. I don't know what he said. It's in in the half time. I think he just went, "Hey up, lads! Cracking first half, but I've got fifty quid on one all." You know, <laughs> and just ah, oh, it was just awful. The so. game, the game previous at home where we didn't have a shot on target. So when we actually had a shot on target in the first 10, 15 minutes, people actually celebrated like we'd scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then and then I actually looked at the statistics like yourself, Ash. And we had through the entire game two shots on target in the entire game. And so, one was a goal. And one was a goal. You know, so you look at you look at the fact that we are going, oh yeah, it was a really bright first half. We had two shots on target and one was the goal. That's depressing. Jesus. It is depressing. Now, there's two. There's two things I want to talk about. Sorry, Ash, did I cut you off? There, I cut you off, Simon. Sorry, my apologies. All right, sorry. No, crack, crack <laughs> crack I feel on. like I took the wind out of your sails there, but I, <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to draw some positivities from you because after this first half at Middlesbrough, it's all downhill. Now, there's there's two things I want to talk about, and Simon, I want to talk to you about the first one. Is that Windass injury? I thought that was truly one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen from a shit-kicking knobhead on a football pitch. That that was Sunday League AF, as the kids would call it. I thought it was embarrassing. He was about 10 yards from him, and then thought, I'm going to knock this geezer. And then what happened? You know you know what he struck me as? Because when he made contact with him, it was with his thigh, wasn't he? And it yeah. was just one of the most... I mean, mate, I, I've, I've, my son plays football, and, and he ne- their ta- challenge is... A Far better time than that. And my mate just turned to me and went, he looks like he's just done a forestier and he wants Christmas off. Because it's <laughs> it was it was almost one of those tackles where you think to yourself, he's fed up of playing in this side. He's just gonna want he wants to go and injure himself so he doesn't have to play in this team. And that's yeah. that's what it struck me because professional footballers should never make a tackle like that. I mean, it yeah, could have, he could have broken his leg, to be honest. Where it is. He could have broke his own leg, the silly side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a Neymar what? challenge when it's his sister's birthday next week. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember when, remember when Forestieri used to get injured just before Christmas and then his Instagram feed and where he, he was in like back Argentina, in Argentina, back in mm. Argentina having huge rib grills and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he'd reappear in February. It was, I expected to see him in Hull having a kebab at Christmas when that's with I don't his dad. Know, I don't know if it's still open, but bears. I'm pretty sure that around that area... Um, is uh, everybody goes to Damon's for their birthday? Is that, that is that still a thing? That it, I, nah, it's been a while. It's a spoons since now, man. It's a spoons. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a spoons in Sheffield. Yeah, Damon's yeah. is now a spoons. Yeah, yeah. What well, th- that beaks. building was massive. Yeah. I bet that's yeah. a banging yeah. spoons, isn't it? It is. It is actually. And the toilets <laughs> are on the same level. There's no stairs. So wow. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I tell you what, I'll come back to Ash on that one after his day out in Swansea because I feel like he uh, he needs his hiking equipment to go and go, go, get to the Jankers. <laughs> Um, now <laughs> I, I can't remember what the other, the other, the other, uh, right. I'll tell you what, John, I'll come to you about this one. So Paul Valentine for me has been one of the signings that we've made over the summer. I, I mean, has it been 12, 14, 30? I can't remember. I lost bloody count if I'm honest, but I thought Valentine was one of the most average ones we'd, we'd, we'd done. 
if I'm honest. I, you know, he didn't really set the world alight for me when, when we when we'd seen him. Uh, and, and ironically, Delgado was the one that stuck out as being, you know, as being one of the bright lights of the signings, and then has descended into obscurity, a la Sheffield Wednesday. But like, it was a, it was a good run out for Valentin. But did you feel like his his runs into the box were a little bit wasted, given what we had up front? Yeah, it, it, it was quite bright, wasn't it, in the middle of the game, Valentin? And, um, you know, he'd it, not really shown as much before or had much opportunity. So I think, yeah, there was a bit of a wavelength issue, wasn't there, with him, with, with him, uh, with some of the runs, like you said, he were making. But I think it's just lack of confidence. I just don't, the te- I just don't believe the team even believes that they've got goals in them or enough no. goals in them. And that's the problem. So it's like, um, Delgado, yeah, he's been, I, I've not seen the best of him because he's played out of position. And this is another point we can all come on to. Players being played out of position is not going to help the cause either. Um, formations are changing every week. So Valentin's had to buy his time and he come in and he did well on Saturday against Middlesbrough, but then not so not so well. But then again, no one did. did the, at Swansea, they were all uh, very poor, weren't they? Um, and so Valentin, yeah, he's good. He deserves another shot, I suppose. But um, I think the problem is now, it's just that I don't believe, like you mentioned Windass earlier, as a prime example, I don't believe they believe in him or his system. No, no. And it shows it, it, body language, whatever, you know. It's uh, it's the epitome of lost the dressing room, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's the epitome of it. Like, I, you, can, you can tell, like, Windass went running around on that Middlesbrough game as a as a way of self-promotion, not, not in a way of, you know, wanting to dig one out for the team. It was like, so if I, if I play right well here, somebody will chuck me out of this team because I've had enough of this shit. And that's essentially the way it came across. Ash, listen, we'll, we'll wrap Middlesbrough, but I just wanted to ask you, I mean, that second half then, the way, the way it panned out, you mentioned the percentages earlier on and all the rest of it and whatever Carrick said to him at half time must have been really impressive or, you know, he must have shown pictures of his basement and gone, I've got your kids. You know, yeah. something like that. I don't know. I don't know. He probably has. It, it was the, uh, I think uh, Carrick changed. He brought uh, Isaiah Jones on uh, for their mm-hmm. left back who had a proper torrid time against Valentin. Uh, mm-hmm. That was Valentin's home debut as well. So, I mean, he, he is. I, he has been starved of time. Has yeah. he been unfit? Uh, just uh, just for the listeners, uh, just on the audio medium, Ash has decided to smash his room up. So, uh, <laughs> so that... <laughs> I thought he was saying... a drink. I usually do that with a drink. I thought he was saving right. that for when we talked about Swansea. Come on. It's still angry about <laughs> it. It's still... <laughs> oh, don't. Um, yeah, Teacups, flying tea trays. Yeah, it was his uh, home debut. Apologies, everyone. Uh, home debut. Uh, is he not being fit or match fit? You know, there's differences, isn't there, between them? Mm-hmm. Has he just need, been not been fancied? But you, you don't know. You don't know, dear, with with Cisco's formations, with his team tactics, with whatever he's trying to do. You don't know if people are not quite fit or are fit, played out of position, not fancied. X, Y, Z. There could be anything. Um, but come second half, like I said, the middles. Carrick saw there was something wrong, changed it. And obviously they did play a lot better. And, I wonder uh, what that's like. Something's not yeah, gone well, right, and he's gone. Whoa. Funny that, isn't it? And I think Valentin <laughs> had the ball once in the second half, from being yeah. such an attacking threat in the first to being nullified. And Maybe, we, by the end of it, we were lucky to knackered. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, he was. We were we were lucky to draw, though, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't think, I don't think, no, because Bayer's had a I chance, mean, didn't he, on 85th that he should have yeah. probably scored. 
So yeah. they had one chalked that... off as well. Yeah, they had one. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. But I think one all was on fair reflection of two absolute dog shit teams. Um, and yeah, we won the first half. They won the second half. Call it one all. <clears> have <throat> a point. Move on to the next game that we're going to get three points. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, so. I don't so understand what, what, why they were so poor, though, because last season they were in the playoffs, weren't they? They were on the fringes of I mean, yeah. they've lost Tuber yeah. Akpon, didn't they? But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Archer, uh, they lost like 38 goals, I think, them two got last season. Right, Cameron Archer so, as well, yeah. Hmm, yeah. That's that's a bit of an issue. 38 I mean, goals. Yeah. You know, we'll be so, lucky to get that this season. <laughs> You're lucky to get eight. From yeah. two strikers, we want to get it from five we've got, or. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, move on into. It. I think we looked at it for three points because they were so poor, and it wasn't. It was. It was like you said, Dan. We doubled our points tally, which is marvelous. <laughs> so, like you said, right? So Sheffield Wednesday had a rich run of uh, fixtures in which we could try and get some points. And uh, I think it was last week that I said if we get six points from these two games, two teams that are right next to us in the league, I would go running in the sea. Uh, Everything is dry so far, and I feel like it's going to be dry for a, for a number of months until a, until a big change happens. Because coming up at the weekend, we're way down in the south coast of Wales to uh, to Abertawi, as they call it. Now, uh, Simon and Ash, you went down there on the uh, on the Venga bus. Simon, um, how was that mixing it with the uh, with the working classes? How was that for you? It was great. Yeah, um, I had a one day weekend because I don't remember yesterday at all whatsoever. I was hanging. Absolutely hanging yesterday. So, uh, yeah, it was great. I'd, 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 to be honest, everything was superb apart from the 90 minutes that was sandwiched in the middle of a football t- football game. And we didn't see all the 90 minutes, did we, Ash, either? We ended up uh, staying downstairs for about 10, 15 minutes. You know why, Simon, just to cut in, you know, like they say, golf's the spoil of a good walk. It's oh. like Wednesday's the spoil of a, of a day out, isn't it? That's <laughs> It it was absolutely the perfect day. We 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 ended up going to Port Talbot to the Spoons, of which Ash can tell you about the stairs. And we made a decision to sit in the corner with our lads and order from the app. And everybody else off the bus went to the bar, of which promptly the manager went, "We're not serving football fans," and chucked them all out. <laughs> Borrows. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> you'd have loved it, Dan. <laughs> I, 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 that has sent me over the edge. Like, here, here is Ash. Do you remember when we went to the races and didn't see one horse all day? Did you not find how difficult it was to spend your money? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did see it horse because we were in the bowl in the middle. We're on a stag yeah. do. We're all in in suits, yeah. and it, this is what July, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was hot, and I had a three piecer on. And uh, I couldn't spend any money. Couldn't put a bet on. Couldn't get a bloody drink. Couldn't, you know what I mean? All I did was come out with my shoes torn to bits. But I think I've told that story already. Now, Ash, think, how, how did you find it? Yeah, I think uh, I think the mood on the bus was uh, pretty upbeat. I think um, obviously the show, like we've talked about, the showing in the first half against Middlesbrough, and obviously mm-hmm. yeah, the second half was dog dog poo. But I think that with Swansea being in equally poor form as we were. And it was an away day. It was far, and a lot, a lot of people making the trip like they always do. And, I've, and I tweeted it the other day as well. The the away fans, the the club, uh, just don't deserve us. Every one no. of you who it doesn't matter if you go away, but everyone who supports them, especially hard earned cash going away, it's, uh, hats off to you all that do it because the club 
of appalling in it in a minute. But we got there, and uh, it was yeah, it was it was good. Like I say, it's uh, don't obviously condone drinking, and it's not the be all and all of everything, but it just it does make the football a little bit better. Um, <laughs> but just once again, just awful from minute two. Yes, I'll yeah. give him the first Absolutely. minute. I'll give him the first minute. Minute two. I was Ash. How was the atmosphere pre-kickoff when you're all in the stand? Would it would it upbeat? Would it would it down downtrodden a bit? Uh, in the in the concourse, there were a, a few renditions of obviously Chancery get out and Cisco out. Um, the, it it was it wasn't it didn't feel the atmosphere doesn't didn't feel negative or anything like that. Just a few spatterings of of obviously singing. But by no means it it wasn't the majority, mm. um, but it it was well it it wasn't like so yeah it wasn't it wasn't an, an atmosphere that you think oh shit someone's going to kick off or no. it's going to get really really foriferous. I think that's the word. Oh thank you that one. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it, there wasn't an undercurrent that sometimes you get. Uh, there wasn't an undercurrent of this could like a powder keg it could go off. Um, mm. And I think, like Ash said on the way down, I think a lot of people felt some sort of positivity um, to, to to from following on from the Tuesday night's game. Uh, they, well, but... the, if you look at that video that I put out that we put out uh, after after the game on Sunday, though it starts, everybody's chanting and singing on yeah, the coach. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. having a good time, and yeah. then as soon as the football starts, it just falls to shit. Like it, yeah, it just yeah. gets but as soon as the whistle goes, we're like, Well, I've had a good day, lads. You know what I mean? It's just where it ends. I think the huge problem is, and, and we've seen this nearly every game now, is we haven't got an identity. And mm-hmm. and it, it, it seems to come across one of the guys at work was saying today, so he's played football for years, and he was saying, I don't know what formation he's trying to play, but it's no formation that is known to man. It's only known to him. <laughs> And and I was looking at the sometimes BBC sort of show the formations, mm-hmm. and and basically they, they 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 drew a line, and then I think we had like eight up front because I don't think the BBC knew what sort of formation we were playing. No, they don't. If it depend on what it, media outlet you were looking at, it, you'd have a different formation every time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they look lost. Um, moving Delgado onto onto the opposite wing isn't working. Um, he's trying to shoehorn it, horn him in there. If, if I, only I honestly, we had an attacking fullback that could that could get into two. the bottom. Crosses it. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what. Was... Listen, let's uh, let let let's go through the the bits, right? So I've, I've made some notes on on various points through yeah. through through the game because I agree with you, Simon. It comes across to me like if anybody ever used to watch Red Dwarf back in the day, there was a really funny scene where they were going through like time leaps, and like the cat would go. So what is it? And then it will repeat over and over again. But like, I feel like with Chisco, you've got the players there going, right, the the the, the, uh, the philosophy. So what is it? And he goes, well, I swear we're going to play. We're going to play 4-4-2, isn't he? And he's Greek, apparently. And then we're going to uh, we're gonna stick it into all these, all these things. And that's what's going to happen. And then like the next game. So what is it? Well, we're going to play 5-3-2, isn't he? We're going to play a supporting striker. And then the next game. So what is it? Well, we're going to play three at the back and then and then five in the midfield, and and it just changes every time. I don't what you know. We, we tell you what, I think we'd be Chisco doing, ball. What is it? I think we'd be better with fucking Gino Di Campo, Dan. 
<laughs> who, who actually is from Sheffield? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right. So let let's go through it. Right. So and and we we spoke about this off air, and I kind of wanted to bring it to the fore. So John, I've written uh, penalty, short and shirt pulled, Stonewall. What did you think, John? I, I watched it briefly before we come on air, and um, I wasn't too sure at first glance. But I'm mean, being reliably informed by by both Ash and and Sai that. It was a penalty, albeit soft. It, it were if you're going to tug on a player's shirt in this modern era, they're going to go down like a sack of spuds, aren't they? And, and sure enough, that's what happened. So, um, but it, you know, so early in the game, and and just again with this team, we, we, we've only got one goal in us, haven't we? So you, you're already thinking best we can do now is a draw, and then you go two down, don't you? And it's just it just sets the tone for the game. Just reminds me of them other poor teams in the past where. They get a goal down and their edge just drop and they think, yeah. that's it. We've done. Yeah, yeah. Not getting I'm, I'm looking at game. Cheltenham now going, I know how you feel, lads. You know what I mean? What did you think, Ash, to the penalty decision? You're still on mute, bro. You're on mute, mate. I'm having a nightmare. Sorry, bro. You were doing really yeah. well as well. You were know. in and out. You were on and off. Yeah. You were doing dead good. How's that Thank angle you. working out for you, pal? Is it a two-day? No, I was fine, mate. Yesterday morning, I was banging, so I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, I know. I know. Um... I tweeted from the the car. I didn't think it was a penalty on first watch. Um, I thought now got got proper rub there. Then the benefit of replays, yeah, Stonewaller. Um, you don't make them. The thing is, it, the defenders caught. Yeah, I know the stupid defenders caused that. That mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. easy for the ref to give that. The defenders pulled his shirt a little bit, then went for the shorts. Then he any more. He had his socks, his shoes, and his pants as well, wasn't it? But it was. It was a stone wall. It was definitely. Um, it, it's it was stupid. Oh, I, after he, after he had a great game against Middlesbrough, makes a, a silly mistake like that. Um, if, yeah. If you look, if you look at it, because I I was the same as Ash at his first look. It, it, I, where I was stood behind goal, it was just to my right here, and oh, he's he's dived, he's dived, and half time and says to Ash, I said that were never a penalty. And he went, trust me, it was. I've watched it again. I watched it back after after we got home yesterday when I was searing headache. And yes, definite penalty. Definite, definite penalty. But the thing is, he's gone. Why pull him back? Because you've got a defender in there who can then come across and cover it. What mm-hmm. you know, what wh- why you, you you've lost your man. As soon as he goes into the box, if you've got a hand hand behind him, don't you, you don't even have to be pulling the shirt. If your hands are on him, he will go down with the slightest yep. of touches. And it will yep. be a penalty. The referee, from where he was stood, will see that contact and the guy go down. It's a penalty. You should have a defender coming across anyway to cover you. One of the centre backs playing the three at three at the back. Yeah. So you yeah. should have uh, Dijon, I think, was playing that position to yeah, come across. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, it, it's and that to me, that to me, points at the fact that they do not know their roles in on, in the team. I was I was gonna I was gonna say something along those lines there, Simon. So if you look at the goal from last week, the the previous weekend, uh, you know they've all run into one. I've forgotten the team we're playing, but the one where uh, Patterson got Ips- dropped by his man, Ips- and Ips- then yeah. Ipswich, and then he should have he, he should have trusted his his teammates to yes. then cover him out and then yes. covered the geezer who actually scored, and then had the had the the goal to then go, why are you bloody doing? And and it were like, well. 
you should have covered him, if I'm honest, CP, because you should have let us do it. And it's that there's a distrust between the players yeah. right now of what they're capable of and what they can do. And, and also, and, as well, I don't think they know what, what their role is, Dan. I actually, I actually think that so they don't know their role. <laughs> so what is it? Exactly. So what is it? And I think they are looking at each other. And, and Bannon sort of showed that with, I think it's the second goal, isn't it, where... He lost the ball and then tried to come back in. Well, to... This is yeah. This was this was the next point I got. So Bannon, Ash, have we spoke about the the Bannon slide before? I think we have, haven't we? The one where yeah. he, he kind of pulls that pose, doesn't he? Where he's kind of sliding. Was that and when they had one disallowed? They had one. That's disallowed, the disallowed one. He, he gets. Yeah. He gets. He, yeah. He kind of does this this theatrical looking slide that is yeah. as you know that's like an handbrake on a canoe, yeah. and then. That we always seem to end up losing the ball. He, he's not a tackler. I get it. That he's not there. What you know, he's not there for it. But when he does that slide, he never seems to come away with the ball. They go breaking down the left hand side as a result, and then luckily, the the lino pulled us back. I mean, bear in mind that's two games and two disallowed goals. We're on minus nine for the season. Could have been minus eleven if they could watch their lines. You know what I mean? So, so what is it? Uh, I think. I think is is on on the points you made about the, the they don't know what they're doing. I think it's the the positioning that you look at. Obviously, the formation comes out or what's perceived to be the formation, and you're thinking mm-hmm. he don't play there. It's like they've got the formation for Saturday, which is um, obviously Swansea. You've got like Buckley playing up front on the right in a three. Yeah. Has Buckley ever played up front on a right in a no. row? Is no. he plays deeper? Is a is a centre mid? Well, centre midfielder deeper. Midfielder, um, yeah. yeah, and he's got Valentin on the right. He's got Delgado on the left, and he's he's got. He's, I tell you what's the worst thing is he even got Hendrick on the fucking pitch. <gasps> yeah, what? Yeah. He is he is dog shit. Sorry, I mean that. I think, he is dog shit. Awful. Why did he die for that ball on that last one? It really annoyed me. I don't. I, don't, I, don't. I think obviously the the penalty was like the twenty eighth minute, something like that. We're going to the sec- uh, end of the first half. <sighs> Obviously, the fans aren't happy. Um, various reasons, not just stuff on the pitch, but a lot of things are irking the fans at the minute but for good reason. But the, the, the thing that... It's not even a positive, but he did make changes early. His first mm-hmm. changes were in the 55th minute. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. do you know, sometimes you look at managers, they're going, is he going to make a change? Is he going to make a change? Yeah, Dar- Darren Moore was a stippler for that, wasn't it, he? We, we, he used to take too long to make his changes. He made a change. He brought Fletcher and, uh, sorry, brought uh, Patterson and Windass on for Delgado mm. and Buckley. So mm. he makes the change. It just there's just nothing there. It was, and I think you could have made any any changes, brought anyone on, and they just the players just did not. They're just not up to it, are they? They're not up God, for it. Ash, you up you sound it. absolutely bloody dejected, mate. You absolutely sound <laughs> raging I, about I am, it. I am. I am getting that way. I am. I am not a. I'm not a manager out and everything. I've, I, I tweeted from the thing. It's me that does it a lot, but said I'd give him ten games. I don't want him now. He's no. got to go. Well, if you if you look as well at the third goal, the third goal was very very similar to Ipswich's goal. Yeah, if you look at it, you look at the third it, one or the second one because their second one was quite sexy, and we had that little it, no. Nutmeg. It was it was the one over. I think I'm sure the third one was over the top. Yeah, of yeah, D- Dijon, yeah. Dijon was was where Palmer had been stood. 
in, yeah. in the Ipswich game, just completely yeah. out of position playing as a centre back. And you've yeah, got to look. You've is, got to look yeah. at the constant chopping and changing of the side. I mean, I offers I offers on the bench. I offers on the bench. You have got Patterson coming on, and Patterson is a squad player. But Patterson coming on, Hendrick. How does Hendrick get ahead of Byers? In 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 how? Because Byers has grown well, that moustache, and he deserves to be benched. I, we all I, I we just, all knew, didn't we? We all, we'd all probably agree that that midfield three didn't need altering, did it? And it didn't bring anyone no. in that made it made it any better. Well, where's Fox no. disappeared to? How, how how much and how much did people say? And they were, and I said it before: is that midfield three in the league one was a cheat code? It was. It was made yep. to measure for the championship. Absolutely right. We've not seen once yet, have we? No, no, no. we haven't. We've not seen that midfield three. And uh, yes, I get, I, yeah, I get that that's a different manager, a different way of playing and all that. And he only played two in the centre against Swansea. But it's not worked in the last fucking seven games. Do, do you do you Yes, they're not your men. Oh, sorry, I'm going to start ranting anyway. Go on, sorry. No, crack on. I, no. no, I'm just, just thinking, I've, I think I've got it in my head that Cisco... Rightly wrongly, he's probably not bought these players. It'll probably be in chance here his uh, advisors have bought these players or whatever. But I think he's got a real problem with the players that got promoted last season. Yeah, I think he's yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Darren Moore's, we've said his name, I know, when it were, but they're Darren Moore's men. They were Sheffield Wednesday men last week, last season, 120 mm-hmm. days ago, whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Cisco's got a real, I think he's got an issue with them because. Ash, we all knew me... we needed. We all knew we needed players. We did. Yeah. We said we needed. A we needed depth. Player. We needed depth. We got yeah. it, and and we knew. But the players that he's brought in, apart from Valentin for a half, Buckley is, is looking Keeper. all right. He's not been there enough, and yeah, Vasquez is is getting into it now. I've been dog shit. Yeah. Mm. It's almost like he's been dog a... shit or not played in the right positions and not had enough game time. It's almost like he's got an inferiority. He's almost got an inferiority complex because he is absolutely set on not playing players from last season. Yes, he's absolutely set on not playing people in the position they should be playing. He's set on Christ. How is it that we, as the Wednesday week? Charlie, Holly, Steve, Blair. We can all see that the one up front is not working. And yet the manager cannot see that it's not working. And he's a guy who's supposedly a professional coach. He can't see it working. When he's criticised, I mean, the, the after the the the, the, the interview Comments. with him after the game were laughable. The fact he was actually laughing about the fans. It, 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 he, he strikes me as being either massively arrogant or has some sort of inferiority complex that he, nobody can criticise him. I, I just don't get it at all. I think whatsoever. for me, I, I you know the laugh. Uh, there, was, there was somebody tweeted the other day, and it was Odebayo against uh, I think it was Barnsley, where where it uh, where it looked like he high fived the geezer. He didn't, right? And then the the laugh at the end. I think there was a bit of gallows humour to that as well. I genuinely couldn't give a shit. It, it's more. The, uh, the the comments you made after the game were, we'll continue working, yawn. You know what I mean? Um, we've got no quality in the last third. Yeah, we know. So do some of Tabata, you silly sod. 
What are you doing? So what is it? You know what I mean? Like he's got to change it up, hasn't he? He keeps if, sticking with the same formation and just putting... We spoke about this a while ago. Play your best players. Well, he, he does and he doesn't. He, he's just sticking fucking square holes. Sorry, drop the F-bomb. Square holes. Square pegs in round holes. You know, I'm going to get told off by the YouTube police now. Apologies. That's it. But the sponsors are the sponsors are running as we speak. That's, That's it. Why, oh, where, where, did, where did Manscaped go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just he he is he's taking this. It's ruining what was actually the spine of a good team. He's mm-hmm. ruining it. He's like he's like he's almost like that kid who's come in and my mum and dad have bought me Lego Technics Formula One car. And he's come in and his mum and dad have bought him Duplo. And he's got hold of my car that I spent weeks to build. And he's just smashing it up and going, I don't want it anymore. There you go. I'll tell you jealous. what, Simon. Have you, got, have you got younger cousins that came around your house? That was a very specific <laughs> example. Of, you it know maybe I mean? was. It maybe was. But he's just ticking something that we... And this is probably why it's really annoying us. Because in our recent memory, even old people like me, we were good. We yeah. actually thought that we had something that we could build upon. And... He's gone and pissed got it. Now. Yeah, pissed yeah. The dog sorry. Off. Listen to sorry. it now. I think, I think sometimes you just you just know from being a fan as long as we have. Sometimes the appointment is just wrong, and it's wrong very early on. We saw that with Tony Pulis, and we're seeing it with this guy. They don't mm. deserve ten or twelve games. It's just a bad fit, and it just needs yep. to change, and it needs to change fast. Absolutely, absolutely. I tell you what, let's we gonna add on that. Arash, go on, some. No, I was just going to say that on, on John's point there, uh, I think it compounds what's happening on the whole of the club, doesn't it? I think I think what happens on the pitch is a precursor to to a lot of the feelings of the, of the uh, fan base. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying that it would have it need it needs to change people's thoughts on the club and the owner and stuff. But if we'd have won four out of the seven, if would have even got a couple of wins and a couple of good performances, but it starts on the pitch, doesn't it? Starts and then mm. that's it. And it's just the owner has, has plucked a guy out from Cyprus that the only thing on his CV is get, I know CVs are all things, but has got promotion with Watford with a Premier League team back to the Premier mm. League. Mm-hmm. And that is, I can see, and please anyone to tell me I'm wrong, is all he's got. And I get all this where you've got to give managers chances and stuff, but I'd rather give a younger manager a chance. I know he's only young himself, but a younger manager that's not got a bit hungry, he doesn't seem hungry, he doesn't come across as one of those managers. It, it might just be the way he is. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, like John says, it's just been... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. Poor decision. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's go back to what we're talking about then. So yeah, sorry back, everyone. <laughs> back in back in I was gonna say, let's try and laugh at someone for God's sake. So back in um on Tuesday, we had our first proper protest led by the 1867 group, the anonymous 1867 group. And the, the guys have said that um, the reason they remain anonymous is that they're worried about retrospective acting action from the club saying you're not coming anymore. And then and then I think Wednesday till I die posted said that they've been told that that was going to happen and then somebody from the club contacted them saying that that's not the case but I tell you what given what's happened at Scunthorpe today a fan has been banned from because uh, he said nasty things on Twitter and he can't take his boy to the football anymore what what is football anymore so um John, let's talk about this uh, this this protest. I think it was Ash. You tweeted from our account. It was forty nine balls, or did they say it was forty nine balls? I just thought forty nine balls is a good number, isn't it? It was a good number, John. I counted fifteen. What did you reckon to it? it yeah, they wasn't. They didn't seem a great deal, and and most of what I did see was off the north stand. Um, I think there was probably about two that came off the cop that I could see. Um, but um, bearing in mind, it's, it's very early stages of um, you know a, a protest, so it's, it's it's there really to to make to get people's awareness of that the club is uh, sorry the fans aren't happy certain section of the fans aren't happy with the running of the club by the owner, um, and I think it's just a kind of look. We're not just going to sit back and watch us just tumble back down to League One and sign all these rubbish players and you know nothing change. Um, and I think it was just it was just to gain awareness, and I think they are planning something further when, when we look on social media. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's get to that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come to each of you on this one, John. What are your what are your opinions of this this 1867 group? I want to put your all three of you on the spot and ask you the same question. Um, I'm unhappy. I think we're all unhappy, um, and I think we're probably all unhappy enough to want to. There's feelings to be known to the chairman. I guess it's mm-hmm. just how do you do it? What's the most mm-hmm. effective way? What's the most professional way of doing it? If you like, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know because you could st- you could just stick cards up in a stand saying Chancery out. You can congregate around the directors area and, and and try and you know make your feelings known there. Or you can do we've seen Charlton do it when they had bad ownership and now ourselves are trying to fo- follow a similar model and actually throw things onto the pitch, which, which again, you know, it has got its divisive opinion because you wanted to make your feelings known, but you're potentially stopping the momentum, stopping the game, could be on top. Um, you don't know uh, to be honest, I can't give a shit about that. You know what I mean? It, it, it's going to yeah. be a minute, it's going to be a minute long disruption. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, what are, what are your real thoughts about it? I, I mean, have you got any... I mean, all three of you, have you got any ideas about what we could do as a club to, to get our voices heard? Because on one hand, right, we've got a chairman that has these fans for him, but then they're the, like we discussed last week, they're the illusion of feedback, right? And then on the other hand, we're, we're chanting, we're singing, we're screaming, chucking balls on the pitch, and he's not listening to us. Like, I mean, what, what you know, what are your real thoughts on it? Well, I think, I think Ash summed it up earlier with, the biggest word when you describe Wednesday fans is loyalty and I think Mm -hmm. the hardest thing to do when you love the club like we do 
whoever, whichever owners come and go, the hardest thing to do is not go. Uh, some some will because yep. obviously ticket prices because some, some I, can't I, afford it. Yeah, I think but, I think this is the first it, time we're going to gather momentum on people not going. Hmm. But yeah, I think the most effective is to hit them in the pocket, isn't it, and not turn up and the crowds dwindle and that sends a message doesn't it but so many don't want to do that because they love the club they're not less and they'll lose their tpp points yeah so you know some say but go uh, attend and then uh turn you back on the game on certain minute i mean like grow up weird sort of poznan isn't it you know i mean you know in it I don't, I don't know. I, but he's, I Who's going to pay fifty-one something. quid to stand there and look at his ass? You know what I mean? Like, what? yeah. I go. On, I'll I tell you know. what, Simon. Go on. What, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about the whole We've, consortium I think, itself? I think the, I think the thing you've got to do is that you've got to look at. There is a groundswell of people who feel that there needs to be some sort of change. Mm-hmm. So, but purely by starting a, a Twitter group. Um, and then trying to instill some sort of rebellion via Twitter, um, in my mind, is misguided. Um, there are a number of fans groups. I think Wednesday nights still exist. I think the supporters group still exists. Then, then you need to garner the support in numbers because seven hundred people followers on Twitter probably turns into ten people who are going to throw tennis balls. And people then, people forget it, that Twitter itself is a bit of a microcosm as yeah, well. Absolutely, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it's really it's really difficult to try and look at Twitter yes. and not think that this is everybody's consensus. Absolutely, even though, it, it, but it's it's where people and, go to mourn. And what can be done through the podcast as well is to pull numbers together and have a genuine discussion on the way forward because. Mm-hmm. By shouting, we discussed this, didn't we, on Saturday, Ash, over a couple of beers in regards to, you know, you've got to be careful what you wish for because yes. our, chair, our chairman could theoretically walk away from the club, lock the gates and not ever let us back in again. Done, and he can afford finished. to do that as well. And he can afford to do that. That's done, finished, right? Okay. Um we, we we were talking again off air about the proposed purchases of um, Everton Football Club, who own Hertha Berlin and are making a great mess of running Hertha Berlin, and you've got to worry them that they'll carry on and adopt that over at um, Everton's yeah. ground. So you've got to and bear in mind you have to be careful what we wish for because when Chan Siri bought the club, we were all this is brilliant, fantastic, and all these players come in. Look where we are now. So you do have to be careful yeah. what you wish for. But the only way you can garner that support is by in numbers and by having a debate about it, not throwing tennis balls on the pitch. So it needs to bring all the supporters groups together through the podcast, ourselves, Wednesday Till I Die and all the others, and have a discussion about it and not go down the route of we're gonna somebody's going to bring 10 balloons to the next game, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because Chancellor is not even here anyway. He's back in Thailand, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's got to be planned in such a way but you're right who's going to pay 51 quid and then turn the back on oh it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i I tell you what my issue is simon i've got i've got two issues right the first one is we keep looking for something gimmicky and i agree agree with you that there is there is professional ways and and there are proper ways in which to protest your club. Uh, Blackpool did it very well, and all of a sudden went went flying up uh, in terms of attendances and stuff like that. And then they got, you know, they got out of League One, 
uh, went into the championship. And all of a sudden, they started signing decent players as well. They had Neil Critchley in charge, who did all right with them, because they all just stopped going. Every one of them. They were playing in front of empty stadiums for, for a couple of years, weren't they, to get rid of it. The second, the second issue I've got with the 1867 group, and this is a weird one. Now, I don't know if any of you guys are old enough to remember, and bear with me on this one because this is out there, is the Yorkshire Ripper, right? The Yorkshire Ripper committed these atrocities across mm-hmm. across our county. But then what he did to goad the police was send these really sinister sounding, in his little weirside accent, really sinister sounding voice notes, didn't he? Uh, like well, that, these, wasn't these... The Yorkshire, that wasn't the Yorkshire Ripper. That was somebody else. Oh. Well, that's, it could have been, right? I'm, you know, I'm glad you've corrected me on that one. I said I got pelters on Twitter. But I was going through some of their tweets earlier on, and that's what it sounds like to me. Right, are you ready? If I do the accent, are you ready? I'll, I'll read right out to you. It was really sinister when it went. After last night's protest, I've been on Sky Sports, Talk Sport and BT Sports. It's no time to prepare for the next protest. As we promised, the choice is up to you. It sounds like that in the geezer who did Big Brother. Do you know what I mean? Like... Like what? Why are you saying it like that? Do you thought it's all the Big Brother we side? I thought you were going to do it in Chancery voice, and I thought where you're going. <laughs> you know, you know, no, I you, think you, the Yorkshire you, Ripper accent instead. You, you mentioned worse. you mentioned that in regards to the Yorkshire Ripper, but at the time they, if you watch the 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 thing on Netflix about it, uh, a lot of people. Uh, the police blamed it basically on on on, pe- on sex workers, and it turned yes. out that a number of them weren't sex workers who were killed. Mm-hmm. And women went to the streets and protested about it, about that, oh, about the way the segue, police handled Simon. it. What a segue. So, so look, the Germans do it. They they don't go to they mm-hmm. go to the game, but what they do is they don't turn up till ten minutes before kickoff, and they'll march. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine twenty five thousand Wednesday fans marching down? Harry's Road, all together with banners, etc. That's going to be far right. more effective. You still go to the game. I know you're shaking your head here, but you still go to the game. But, but you've, you know, you've had, you've, you can't you've get it turned stars when you turn up half an hour. Well, away. yeah, well, right, you, listen, can't, you can't. Right. But listen, there's a there's a reason <laughs> I've left Ash to last because Ash, you're you're on. Is it the fan engagement panel that you're on? Okay, yes. so what what I want from you is a really measured ver- version now. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no no Yorkshire Ripper accents. Uh, like like, what's the plans? Have you had any comms? Are you allowed to talk about it? This type of thing. Go on, give me some actual knowledge. Uh, no, I can only give you my my point of view of this, um, and I'm going to probably get pelters and everything, but I couldn't give two shits. Football is an escape for me. It's I'm lucky enough I can, and I appreciate people can't afford season tickets and stuff like that. I can, I can. I'm lucky enough for that. I go with my son. It's been a few years that I've really reconnected with my son. Uh, it's time for us. We go home and away. It's all that. Uh, I I understand people's frustrations about the owner and and what he's doing and what he's not doing. What I would like, and I'm not for him to go. I would like him, and it won't happen. So I can say, I, I, I want to, I want him to step back. I want him to get pe- football people in who are going to do something, who know something, who know how to run a club, who know the ins and outs of f- football, not just business, football, because that is what a lot of fans 
I think, have got a gripe about. He doesn't mm. know about football. He hasn't, mm. in eight years, what has he learned from being at a football club in eight years? Fuck all. He's not took one ounce of criticism. He's not took advice. He had. He has a team of advisors. Who the hell are these advisors? And it's not Paxau. It's not just him. There's got to be other advisors. What What is he doing? I really can't. I get it. And I don't. I'm not one for getting him out. All this Chancery out out. Have people really took to think like Simon says? If they really wanted him out, which a lot, a lot, a lot do, he goes up Tuesday morning, locks the door out. You've got to find over a million pound a month he puts into the club just to keep it running. So people want him out, and like Simon said, just what careful what you wish for. I don't want him out because he's got the money to run the club at the minute, not successfully, but to keep the gates open. I want him to just. Listen to what thousands are saying. People who love football aren't in the football business but can see what's happening and what's not happening and say, look, bring people in. Bring someone in. And what I get from the club and what when when we've had all these uh, engagement, fan engagement meetings and things is that it's him. The book stops with him and there's no one else some of the roles and responsibilities that people have got, there's multiple mm. ones. How can you have a structured management team that's got, like, in charge of uh, everything? And, like, you've got guys, you've got Liam Dooley, you've got Trevor, Trevor Braithwaite, Alistair, I can't remember his surname, apologies, Alistair, if you ever listen, um, and and Rob the Cook. And if, if that that's his management team that we can see that I've ever, ever dealt with. Now that's not a proper management team, and that and they and they report to Mr. Chancery, and and that's it. And whatever the things is, it, the book stops with him. So I want him to step back with his money and say, look, he because he he is a businessman, no doubt. He can't be keep losing money and losing money and losing money. One hundred and fifty to two hundred million he's put into the club whatever you believe it, it's got to be up there. It's just not learning. And if, if I was losing money on something hand over fist every month and someone come up to me and said, look, I can stop you losing this and your wife's going to like you because you're not losing money every month. And it's like, well, yeah, please, please do that. I'll step back. <laughs> but, He's not, is it? You were doing really well. I, and I thought, that's a really good point, Ash. You were re- I was really sensible. And then and then in my head now, he's going home and going, all right, babe, shit day at work. And she sat there with a rolling pin and a hair in curls going, where's all our fucking money? You yeah. fucking idiot, mate. She, she's got the bank, and, and, st- bank statement. How much did you spend on shit shirts? <laughs> that, that's, that's, my, that's my thoughts on it. 5,000 pencils with Sheffield Wednesday on them. Yeah, uh, uh, that's sensible, Ash. I, I'm, so, in, I'm in your I'm camp. Sorry, that's I, the sky I rambled thinking. on there, everyone. Sorry, I rambled. No, on, I think it was. Nice. I think it was great. I think it was great. I think. No, I, I think, think it's yeah. exactly what we need. Yeah, I think. But I don't. You, I don't know if it would happen. To, to, no, and that's another. That's another point in itself. But yeah, I, I agree completely with that, Ash. And you know, um, just to touch upon running a different sports 
sports team and and how it can work a lot better. Me and Dan, obviously, being Miami Dolphins fans, they have an owner, our owner, Stephen Ross, and he just signs the checks. And he has a general manager and 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 then they have all the scouts and everything like that. He just signs his checks. Go on. You just just sign who you want to. That's what 90% of football owners do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now we've got Tyree Killings. It was just the best player in the league, like you know what I mean. So all hail Tyreek Hill what? and Aching. Sorry, Dan. What on on one of the things? And there's uh, there's a lad who comes with us on the away days. Uh, shout out to Jack. Um, he, he's he's quite peripherous again in his. Uh, that's the one. I will get it right in his in his thoughts and his uh, things. And um, his his point is is I said, well, we're losing a million pound a month on wages, whatever. And he's like, well, what's the biggest thing? And one of the biggest things that Chan Siri said in, in one of his fans forums is, is the stadium costs so much. It's old. It's falling down X, Y, Z, but he sold it to himself a few years ago. Didn't it? To like Sheffield. So Four it's or not Sheffield costing two. it us. It's, it's not costing but, the club. It's costing him. Yeah. So he's, the Sheffield two, the, the company are charging Sheffield Wednesday, no doubt the club, rent i don't know whatever however it works so they're taking x amount out of the club but he set all that up and, yeah. and that's the sort of stuff isn't it where he's advisor somebody who said this will be a good idea it's not yeah. and we got caught out with it a few years ago with all the all the points deductions which were his but we've done again. that now so but why is it not that. paying off exactly yeah yeah you you mentioned blackpool you mentioned blackpool yeah they're going through a bit of sticky patch now they've gone up, mm-hmm. over that hill and back they're going back down yeah, yeah. but they went through points deductions other teams have gone clubs have gone through points deductions come out the other side a hell of a lot better yeah and we haven't we're still there yes we may be a league above but we're still hemorrhaging money and he's yeah. still the top guy with nobody because you'd think that somebody underneath a CFO a director of football whatever you want to call them he he's got an answer to it. And you could, for him, it'd be well. I fired him because he was doing a shit job, and, and all fans would be going, "Yeah, director of football, we weren't doing very good. We were signing crap players." But it's not now, is it? It's Chancery, everything. Mm-hmm. So he's not that mm-hmm. clever because I'd put someone under me that shit rolls down. Yeah, that's, that's going to get the pelters. Look, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a shield. But- yeah, I've just had but, three text messages off my deputy manager tonight and I've just ignored him because I know it's an unpopular decision that needs to be made in about 20 minutes' time when we finish this. Yeah, so that's, that's my... I'm sorry for ranting on everyone listening. You don't want to hear from me, but well, that's I, that's where I'm at with the... And it, I know I skipped over the 1867 group a little bit because I'm, I'm... Yeah, but, you know... I actually shit. dipped out the conversation and came back into it and you were saying... Well, he's not listening to people. He's not taking notice. I thought we'd gone back to Cisco again, to be honest. So he's <laughs> just, just arrogant geez, men. So many, so, many, so many parallels. <laughs> arrogant men being arrogant. And listen, thanks a lot for that, chaps. Listen, I'm going I'm to wrap this up, but I just need to, uh, I just need to put football rivalries aside just for a couple of moments and just offer our condolences to uh, to the Sheffield United ladies football team, Maddie Cusack's family. Um, it's really sad when somebody of that age uh, loses their life. And um, and I truly hope that, you know, you, you're all okay. And that's from us, everybody, at, at the Wednesday week. Um, in the meantime, does anybody have any other business that's not a whinge or a moan? 
All right, yeah, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> can I can I come back to you on that one? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll oh, well, see you next week. We've, obviously, we've got Sunderland, haven't we, on Friday night. We've got Sunderland. Yeah. <sighs> we've got Sunderland Sorry, coming mate. up. Now, our uh, our predictions aren't the most bestest. John, I'll come to you first. Sunderland coming up, uh, who apparently have got the same accent as Chad Seary's wife. So why are you fucking dig? I bought them fucking Mackens. <laughs> How many pencils? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah um Sunderland um another team that went up and showed people showed us how you should do it when you go up and build on success and continuity yep. um and scoring goals and in good form so yeah it's going to be a comfortable 2-0 for them I think 2-0 to Sunderland yeah yeah Simon what do you think is going to fucking happen against our fucking Mackens <laughs> Debshon where have you taken me, golden elephants? They're in the living room, and now where are they? Um, uh, mate, they've scored three, four. They put, did they put four against Southampton? Some like five, 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 five. So I think they've scored something like 11, 12 goals in the last so many games. I'll be surprised if it's not 3 0. 3 0. And then Ashley, Ashley lad, what are you saying? God, it's been about 25 years since I've said that to you like that. Yeah. Um, well, we've had four shots on target in the last three games. We've got an average of something like 42% of possession, I think it is, over three, the last three games. Sunderland have scored, what is it, 11, 12, no, 11 goals and conceded two in the last four games. Uh, yeah, three, oh. in fact. Oh, last I'm just looking at the stats here, so I'm building it up to you know the inevitable. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be a two-one Wednesday win. I, you know, you <laughs> I knew. I knew you were gonna say that. I really. Mate, for, all, for, all, for all I've moaned and chastised Football. the club and everything, I have really got to keep keep plugging the the, the win. Uh, it's. It's got to come. It's getting it's getting a bit ridiculous now. And, and if if we do not get maximum points on Friday, then there will be a job opening at Sheffield Wednesday, I believe. There has to be. There has to be. There has to be, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go with 1-0 purely because when you're reeling those stats off, you kind of think to yourself, and this is what keeps me going week in, week out, right? If we knew what was going to happen on a football pitch, I... I would put Skybet out of bloody business. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's always that result. There's always that coupon buster that just upsets everything. So I've gone with 1-0. Listen, thanks a lot for joining. Um, Go on. Sorry. You can, when, you, when you said, like, you know, when does it be Sunderland? What, what, I just had that gif in my head where it's like Adrian from, from Rocky Ford. And she's just like, you can't win. Adrian. good <laughs> you can't fucking do with this fucking boxing. I can fucking win. It's, I'm going to be speaking like that all night. It's very difficult to get out of it. In the meantime, thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
it's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.